Hello and welcome to Don't Feed the Geeks, presented by the Long Island Comic Guys, the masters of the geeky verse. I am TC, joined today by Bojo, Red Five standing by, Dungeon Master, Greetings Adventurers, and JJ. What up? We don't know where Toy Story is, we might have lost him. He, well, he fell out of the toy box. I know he, he went to Disneyland in California, so maybe... I think he's part of the, the, the show now. Yeah, he's, 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 in, he's in Buzz's Magical Fantasy Land. He's there. Now. He's staying. <laughs> All right. How's everybody doing tonight? We're doing great. Good. Nice. Yeah. Don't tell anybody, but we just finished recording the live Red Sun stream. And I hope people can actually uh, check it out on our YouTube page. When you get a chance, look us up on uh, YouTube. Um... Long Island Comic Good Guys. Good call, JJ. I'm throwing that tag in there. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. So uh, we're going to jump into the geek beat without nice. uh, without uh, Toy Story. We'll, we'll make this a joint we'll effort. Just, yeah, make it a joint effort. I so, like the joint effort stuff. So there's been this little thing called Disney Plus. Has anyone heard of it yet? Um, Did it come out? to us if you have. No. Uh, Tell me. What is it? So apparently Disney opened this streaming service, and it has a library of Disney, Fox, you know, Disney I'm, properties, let's say. You know, I, th- I think I think Toy Story's ears were burning because he just texted us, uh, how's it going, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? He heard us. I'm sorry to interrupt there, but I thought that was a little funny that he... Uh, Ooh, what timing. That was good timing. Um, so, so what is this Disney Plus? So Disney Plus, it's a, it's a streaming service. It has, a, it has a ton of stuff on there. All the Disney properties, any, everything they've acquired recently. Now, there are a few things that aren't on there yet because um, some of the licenses hasn't, haven't expired on um, where they currently reside. One of the things I know for sure is The Last Jedi, which if anybody, for some reason, you have something wrong with you and you wanted to watch that again, you can't watch it on Disney Plus yet. <laughs> it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. It's, uh, I believe it's Netflix. Or Netflix. Yeah. Netflix. You're right. I'm sorry. Um, but, uh, let's go into what we've been watching. Um, I'm going to kick it off cause I'm our big star Wars fan. Um, JJ and, uh, the rest of the guys here don't really care for star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's this Mandalorian show that came out, which is, uh, short of fantastic. It's amazing. Yes. It's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Um, only gripe. It's a little short, but you know, it's funny. One of my coworkers today, he's like, you know what? I'd rather it be 30 minutes of amazing instead of an hour where there was 30 minutes that dragged. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I could get, I, okay. I'll agree with that. Yeah. And so I was, so episode one, I think was a little bit longer is maybe closer to 40 minutes, 39 minutes, 39 minutes. Yeah. This last episode seemed about 28, 28. So unlike Netflix also for any of you who aren't already watching or subscribing to uh, Disney Plus. I'm not subscribed. Yep. Uh, big mistake. <laughs> oh, <laughs> big mistake. It's okay. Um, I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> it is releasing every Friday. Yep. So the the new original content is releasing weekly. I'm not sure if everything's going to do that, but they're definitely doing that with The Mandalorian. Yeah. And I, and I think it keeps interest peaked. I actually personally, listen, I love to watch everything right away, but it takes some of that pressure off too. Yes. Like, you know, it, it brings back that kind of old TV watching. Now, granted, have I been watching it every morning as soon as I wake up on my, on my travels into work? Yes. But w- one Friday night where I'm not busy, 
I may actually watch that at home on the big screen TV. Yeah. And I and I think it's nice to have that option to do that. And I'm not fighting with other people not looking at Facebook or any other social media like Right, who have finished it all in yeah. one shot. You know, the, the you know, sixteen year old kids who spent eighteen hours, you know, watching a fourteen episode show. So but, to, um, so what is this focusing on? So the Mandalorian is focusing on what? Um, so anyone who doesn't know what Mandalorians are, if you're not a Star Wars fan, Mandalorians are basically the race or planet of people uh, that Boba Fett comes from. So now... Mandalore. Yeah, I don't want to... I'll get into this... There's a whole lore Without on having this. to get into yeah. this too deeply. You know, so Boba Fett's essentially a clone, so he's not really a Mandalorian. He's not but, a... True. Um, Jango Fett was a Mandalorian. Jango Fett was a Mandalorian. Uh, uh, technically not, but there, there's a whole backstory to that. Technically... Whoa, what? Yeah. Really? Yeah. All right, yeah. But it, we're not going to go with he's But a, he's a bounty hunter. Okay, that's fine. This is kind of... Uh, cool. It's Dog the Bounty Hunter meets Star Wars. That's what the Mandalorian yeah. is. I hear it's kind of got like a Western vibe. It's, I, see it's, I, I think 100%. it's more of a Western, yeah. like John Wayne. Like, this is John Wayne walking in the desert. Okay. Yeah, to a certain degree. Or, or it's, Dirty um, Hair. Not Dirty Hair, but, you know. Yeah, it's... it's a, man with no name. Yeah, it's, there you go. It's, it's a, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> definitely a sci-fi. He doesn't have a, a name. Everyone refers to him as Mandalorian or Mando. Um, there's been... Great cameo so far. Um, Nick Nolte plays. What's that that race called? Is it so pig face? It's, it's Ugnot. Ugnot. Uh, his name's Cool. Quill. Cool. Nick Nolte. He's this? been fantastic. I have spoken. And, uh, I have spoken has been his line, that's and the I've tagline. been using that constantly. Um, so if great. you if you look at him, it's got his face to it to some degree. Oh, I'm sure that they they have like the dots on, and, and I they, love and it. And they've been doing a little bit of that. Um, screen, what is it called? Screen capture or face capture? Uh, yeah, it's like mocap. Yeah, like face cap, I guess. Or... Um, but it's it's been fantastic. And granted, this is only two episodes. By the time this is dropped, we would have already watched the third one. So, I mean, jumping, we've been posting about it each time it came out. Um, yep. you know, the last episode was great. He was looking for the suka. Uh, he ran into the Jawas. So interesting. So was that Tatooine? No. That's what everyone's everyone's saying. That's Tatooine because Jawas are supposedly indigenous, native, it, indigenous it or native be. to Tatooine. It, it and could be. Like there was the, a scene where they show the double suns. Yeah, it could oh. be like the opposite end oh. of the planet. Oh. I mean, you really didn't see too much in yeah in the movies. So yeah. oh. interesting. Yeah. Tatooine. Tatooine is where Boba dies. But, uh, yeah, there's uh, the speculation that Boba isn't dead. By the way, yeah, there is. Oh, so, yeah. so the first episode, there's there's um, a there's a great there's... book on this on the whole Boba Fett blood ties being being able to no 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 an actual novel oh okay of the aftermath a real of him going of him going in, into the Sarlacc pit trilogy. everything <laughs> happens outside that so it's a great book but yeah there he gets out blah 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 yeah but let's but, focus um, let's focus on but, this but quickly right. on episode one. If so, someone said this, I don't know if this is true. If you pause it at a certain scene, you can see Boba Fett's character in the background. But, I think that's been squashed. So I think the the big thing that's come out of this is we've seen, and granted, this is spoiler alert. Right now, if you're watching, if you haven't watched Mandalorian, you want to watch Mandalorian, you don't want to um, be spoiled. Either skip ahead, uh, we'll tell you when to skip ahead. Someone will, or stop right now. <laughs> but there is a child version of Yoda. Yes. Now, we don't know what their species is. We don't know what planet they're from. So the Mandalorian is told in the first episode, you have to recover a 50-year-old individual. 
and we know from Star Wars lore that when Yoda died, he was 900 years old. Yep. Oh and there's an IG-88. Is that the IG, IG-11. IG-11. IG-11, excuse me. Mm-hmm. IG-11 unit that says not all species age at the same rate. So yep. you see basically a baby Yoda at the end of first. It's freaking episode. awesome. It's and it's awesome. cute as hell. It's cute. Um, the toys are already flying off the shelves for Christmas. Well, yeah, of course um, they, they held, they held out all the merchandise on this until it dropped because they didn't want people to know about these characters before it dropped, uh, which is a brilliant idea. I would have done the same thing. I, I'm going to say that as someone who hasn't seen the series, doesn't have Disney plus, there's no way to avoid that spoiler that there's a baby Yoda. <laughs> Cause oh, it's, everywhere. It's, all everywhere. <laughs> it's all over the yeah. net. Yeah. But and it is adorable, um, but it's a fantastic show. Again, we're only two episodes in. I think it's going to be eight total. Eight, eight. So um, by the time this drops, we would have seen the third. Um, but we're obviously excited about all of them. Oh yeah. But that being said, there is a plethora of stuff out there, old and a decent amount of new. They're still building up the original content, but um, uh, Bojo, you're not going to be able to contribute I- to this. And do you have Disney Plus? Oh, absolutely. All right. So only Bojo isn't going to be able to contribute to what have you been watching on Disney Plus? I spoke too much before anyway. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, honestly, just The Mandalorian. Wow. I mean, I've seen I've seen You're all the, all the your Star money. Wars. You are wasting your <laughs> yeah, Well, I know. There's there's a lot there. I mean, uh, uh, I definitely want to watch. I've been pretty busy at home. But uh, uh, The Black Hole is on there, Jesus. which I loved. It was funny. A couple of months ago, I was just talking uh, – with uh, our friend Jason, uh, that is like you know, it's like they haven't had the black hole on TV, and, and it's like sure enough, here comes Disney Plus, so it's gonna be there. Um, but all the uh, all the animation stuff, and uh, you know the 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 newer uh, live action, you know like the Lion King and 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 the, well, that's not on there yet. The, oh, it's not the original uh, Lion King and Aladdin. So I thought they yeah, were. they're on they're on there. No, they're not. The live action? Yeah. Oh, oh, not the live action. The live action. No. Yeah. The, the cartoons are, but... But yeah, it's probably way too new. But, um... I think they'll be on there soon. I think they're supposed to be on there by the new year. I would yeah. think so. Yeah. There's, there's, there's just so much stuff on it. Um, and it was kind of <laughs> funny because I read an article and they said uh, something that you won't see on Disney+. Plus. I was like, I don't know if any of you wrote, wrote it, uh, read it. Uh, <laughs> their one animated... Um, Special Song of the South. Yeah, let's not get into that. (laughs) It's like, I remember seeing it. Bob Bob Iger has said that. That that will never be shown again and you won't see it again. Um, um, All right, so just Mandalorian? Yeah. All right. So far, just the Mandalorian. All right, JJ. Let's this week, this weekend is uh, is a free weekend for me, so I'm probably going to be watching a lot of stuff. You tell us. All right, JJ, let's hear from you. So where do I begin? I, I don't know. You tell Jesus us. Jesus Christmas. So yeah, Mandalorian is Christmas. Been, yep, Christmas. What the, I, yeah, I will go. I will start there. So yes, I've been watching a lot of these <laughs> stupid Christmas movies. <laughs> so I haven't even told my daughter there's a movie named after her yet. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Oh I'll get to that. I will get to that. that too. I got to, Yes, creep. I did. <laughs> I'm a creep when it comes to this. So yeah. So Mandalorian. Um, the other series that I've been watching, which is really good, um, the Imagineering story. Oh, I do want to see that. So it's this basically list. takes us back to when Walt started his whole started Disney, basically from the from the parks 
Um, I am a super sucker it, for Walt Disney like um, biopic stuff. I've probably seen like yeah. five this, different this kinds. This is <laughs> this is really good. Yeah. Um, and it's it's basically it just basically tells the story of him starting up the parks and the troubles that he've gone through and um, they're on the episode. I think it's on the same time frame, the same timing as the Mandalorian because a new episode dropped on Friday. So there's two okay. episodes now. Yeah, I did um, see that. that so I'm two. watching that. Um, I was a sucker for the Santa Claus when that came out. Uh, <laughs> the Allen. first movie's fantastic. I liked it. I, I, I liked enjoyed it. the second one too. I never the third one's eh. I never seen the second and third one. Who knew? Yeah. I didn't even know that there was a third one. So I watched the second and third one. Um, one <laughs> my, my the second one loves that movie. She's like, I want to watch Charlie and Santa. She says it's cute. <laughs> it, you know, the second one he gets married. The third yeah. one, you know, he he's got a kid. Yeah. So it's it's good. Um, there is a movie called Noel. Yes, I did catch that one today. Um, it's the chick Anna. What's her last name? Uh, and um, Paquin? No, no. Um, uh, pitch perfect pitch. pitch. Kendrick. Yes, yeah. I like her. She <laughs> basically basically is Santa Claus. Eh. Huh. Um, what else? Jeez. Um, there's a there's. You know, last night I watched Steamboat Willie. You know, <laughs> I've never seen Steamboat Willie. Neither have I. 1928. It's seven minutes yeah. long, and my God, uh, Mickey Mouse was a jerk. <laughs> was he was, was a, jerk. a jerk he was a jerk i mean he funny be- story so there's this i used to listen to this radio station and they were owned at some point by um disney and they used to do this thing where mickey mouse would berate at the time who was before bob Iger? it was um roy roy disney no no, no. it was um eisner eisner, oh, eisner. Will eisner. eisner. <laughs> not will eisner it's different eisner uh, but yeah it was something eisner but they used to say listen here eisner oh. and Iger would be like uh it's Iger. it's it's Iger, sir yeah whatever but it was like it was basically mickey <laughs> berating the ceo and it was fantastic listen here eisner <laughs> But but here you know <laughs> with Steamboat Willie you know you you've got Mickey Mouse yeah. who's beating on animals making them into drums and <laughs> and, and trumpets oh, and boy. really just like, jerk face Willie you know Toy you know, Story's been saying he's been watching the early Mickey stuff and he says fantastic it's, so, no it's fan- it, it so is, it makes sense because Toy Story's kind of a jerk it, it, <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. I'm kidding I love him to a certain degree oh he's a good guy you know there, there, there's a scene where you know there, for there, a Toy Story there, there was there was a, a mama pig and she was nursing a bunch of little pigs little piglets and you know Mickey Mouse is pulling them off the teat the teat making them squeal to go along with the song <laughs> <laughs> and, I was like, and then he picks we, up we might he, be going too far down it's so weird <laughs> yeah, we're, we're done with that uh but it, it's a, but there's so much on here yeah. like my 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 pull list my my watch list i mean your cue you've yeah. got everything from ducktales to Woo! to to Sorry, yeah. you know trons and the the there's just so much i saw the gummy bears Woo. yeah i love the gummy bears the gummy kid. bears are on there yeah Honestly, everything from like the Disney afternoon, like from when I was growing up, I think you guys are probably a little yep. older. Um, uh, Bojo, no, I remember probably a, around the age right for that. I think you were a little young for probably for the gummy bears, but Don't that's gummy all, bears. all that stuff was fantastic. Um, it's, it's all good stuff. on every single thing's on there. I watched one episode of Rescue Rangers. Uh, what oh I've been watching, gosh. obviously, yes, uh, I have been. Wa- I, I did watch The Mandalorian. What I've been crushing through is I'm believe at this point now i've gotten through 23 episodes of the gargoyles the gargoyle <laughs> disney's gargoyles is a fan like i forgot how good it was this is this is a cartoon i actually forgot for, that was for disney. adults 
It's like a, it's a young adult, but like <clears throat> adults can totally enjoy this. Like I'm enjoying it now, like forgetting most of it. Like the the fact that I can stream the whole thing so quickly. I remember watching that and being like, oh, it would end like always on a cliffhanger. And I love, <laughs> even as a kid, I hated um, cartoons that wasn't weren't structured. I love that this is like, oh, something happened in this episode. It was almost like a comic book. And it like, carries like, through. It's like something important is going to happen later on that's related to this. So yeah. it's just like yeah. everything happened. It's like a really good one. So um, the, um, let me just – so the only problem I have with these shows, though, they're not in order. Some of them aren't. You know what the problem is? So I noticed this with Rescue Rangers and DuckTale and um, uh, Rescue, um, Rescue Rangers and Darkwing Duck. <laughs> Is that the pilot episodes yeah. were later Fluttering, shown, so they moved them into the middle. Right, right. So for those, you have to you have to check IMDb, which I did yeah. uh, on some of them. But um, yeah, like I watched Willow and Endgame. There's a ton of good stuff. Good stuff. There. So um, check it out. We've spent the whole episode talking about this now. So <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to continue gonna talking about Disney this Plus. over other shows. Oh but, yeah, um, this this isn't the end of it. We will. Bo- Bojo saw some cool stuff in terms of costume design. So a future show that's coming out on, on Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Way to way to tail like bring that together. I love it. Oh, you can't. This isn't a live stream anymore. I'm making faces. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right, Bojo, take it away with the with these new designs we've seen. So they just started like showing the the character designs. These are these are illustrations. These aren't actual photos of the characters, but it's the the character designs for Captain America. Uh, pardon me, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, I'm saying Captain America because at the end of Avengers Endgame, we all know that Falcon gets that shield. Spoilers. Spoilers, <laughs> I suppose. Um, Falcon's wearing a, a more colorful suit. He's wearing the, the blue, white, and the red. I don't see the shield in the, the character design, but that's okay. I think that's intentional. I think yeah. it's probably intentional. It, he's wearing the, the thing that Cap has, where it's, I guess, the harness for it on his back. Yeah. So I think it's pretty yep. obvious he's going to be having well, that, that can shield be the regardless. Wings. I don't think that's what it is. It looks mm-hmm. more like what Cap used to have in the, the last two movies. Um, I do like that it's kind of a mix between his kind of original traditional, traditional costume and a mix of the the Captain America costume. He doesn't have a star anywhere on him. He doesn't yeah. have like the the any, like aside from the coloration, he doesn't have any of the the American flag that he did when he was Captain yeah. America. And it seems to have more red in the suit too, which is yeah. yeah. But you know, it's fine. He's he, his bird used to be called Red Wing. I know he's yeah. got like the did he have that thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a little drone that it was he a robot Red Wing, Red Wing right? yeah. yeah. Um. So we saw the new look of Captain, uh, pardon me, the Falcon. We have a new look at Winter Soldier. Uh, ladies, sorry, he's cut his hair. Um, Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> he's still got that Wakandan arm, I think. It's that dark metal arm, that vibranium arm. It's got the star on the shoulder as well, but it's not that red one. It's the, the white one. Yeah, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm a little disappointed in his costume. I would have liked to see a little bit more, but I know that's kind of the look you get with the Winter Soldier. It's right? the look you get with the Winter Soldier, and yeah. we're only seeing him from the waist up. Yeah. And then he we could also... have some fancy pants on. He could have like stars and stripes. <laughs> I think he's going to have stars and stripes. Nothing says covert like stars and stripes pants. Um, we also see Emily Van Camp as uh, Sharon Carter reprising her role. Shield agent. The girl from Everwood. <laughs> the girl from Everwood is Sharon Carter, and the guy from Everwood is, is... Uh, Star Lord. Yes, he is. What a wacky world we live in. <laughs> Um, so she's got a new costume design, uh, you know, she's, looks more tactical. She's got the, the double holster for, for the two guns. Yeah. I guess we're going to see her in action. 
Uh, we've got a look, our first look at my Baron favorite, Zemo. My favorite uh, drop here. I know where yours is, but Baron Zemo looks great. I, I like that he has a comic look without it looking ridiculous. Yes. I love it. I think the ski mask is fantastic. Yeah, 100%. I, I think it's great. If it's I not, if it's not purple on the show though, I'm going to be gravely disappointed. It's probably like a deep purple. <laughs> uh, that's, that's Smell fantastic. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and then the last one we have is John Walker, us agent. So it's a little riff on the captain America costume. He's got captain America's helmet, but instead of the a, he's got the star He's got a star kind of off to the side, and it's on the harness as well. I have I no like idea what they're doing with John Walker, like, here. I don't I'm know how he to plays. Yeah, I don't know how he plays into the story, but I'm excited to find out. Sure. Artwork looks cool. I'm, I Listen, they wet my appetite. I was already excited for it. I don't have Disney Plus at the moment, but I'm definitely going to have it by the time this drops. 100%. They got me. <laughs> so a little bit more on the Disney Plus news. So one of the other announced shows that we've heard about is Moon Knight. So no details have come through on this yet. What One of the things I am hearing is it is going to tie into the Blade movie. Again, Ooh. a rumor. I don't know how true that is. But specifically for Moon Knight, in a recent interview, the Russo brothers said... So previously they said the only thing that would bring them back to Marvel would be Secret Wars. But they said that they are very interested... Um, in Moon Knight as a character, and you know, right now they're working on other projects, but you know, so they're, they're not saying no to anything at this point in time. So you said that the Moonlight was going to tie into Blade. Is that's that, the story? Is that part of the comic? I don't know anything about Moonlight or Blade. Um, Moon Knight and Blade are kind of in the same monster realm. Um, I believe they do interact in the comic books. Can you confirm that, Bojo? I cannot confirm that. I, right. I, I very early on, so. Just, that um, seems an odd combo. So, so Moon Knight's first appearance is in Werewolf by Night. Is 32. Night 32. So he has relation to monsters. He's hired to you know hunt down um, mm -hmm. the werewolf. I'm sure he can easily they can easily switch that to him like trying to track down Dracula or something along yeah. those lines. Or maybe they both try and track down this werewolf. Um, but it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting to hear that the Russos are are attracted to this um you know property wow um, okay uh, chris campana maybe you get in on this and any big uh moon knight guy <laughs> um yeah but cool. that's um i think that wraps up all the the <laughs> disney stuff a lot of news on the <laughs> other side of the pond with um with the dc side so the biggest news that's come out <laughs> is there's a there's a pretty big guy big news for a big guy uh his name he goes this by Dwayne. oh uh, he has a middle name. Oh, The Rock the Johnson. Rock. Yes, that's right. The uh, Rock. So, middle name is The Rock. I, I believe it is. Yeah. <laughs> he well, he looks like a rock. <laughs> Sculpted like yeah. more like a like a <laughs> boulder. Yes. Um, officially announces his portrayal of Black Adam uh, with an official release date of December twenty second, twenty twenty one. I think we all kind of knew that was going to happen. Yeah, last I mean, year was, that was that image was, of him. It was being expected, but the yeah. the awesome thing is the promo poster. Did you guys see the promo poster I on saw this? The promo it's poster. Jim Lee with a collaboration on Boss Logic, who's very big in terms of um, like digital um, media and um, you know kind of crossover stuff. It's just fantastic, and um, it's interesting. I don't know if any of you guys read the actual post by The Rock though, and he's like, I've always been attracted to heroes i love superman growing up but as i grew up i realized i wasn't a superman type character i you know i, I was rebellious 
I did things my own way. And he goes, and that's and that's why I'm going to be the Black Adam. So I don't think Black Adam's necessarily going to be a villain. He, it doesn't I, sound like I it. I think he's going to be a villain, but he doesn't do things the traditional way. He'll I, be an anti-hero. An anti-hero, exactly. He, he's not a Superman character. He's no, more of a yeah. bizarro Superman um, character. I, I, think, <laughs> I think this is what the... DC Universe desperately needs is the star power of his caliber. He has a huge fan base. I think he can pull yeah. off this character specifically well, and um, I look forward to hopefully him reinvigorating uh, the DC Universe. If anyone has read Jeff Johns' run on JSA, it's some of his earlier comic work. Black Adam is one of the heroes on the JSA, and it's a really cool character study. He's a really cool he character is interesting. in that. I, I, I've read a little bit of him. And he doesn't come off as a complete villain. He's just, you know, he does things the way he thinks they should be done. Yep. Cool stuff. Um, yeah. But that flows into a lot of the stuff that's been going in in the DC world. We've all been seeing this <laughs> hashtag release the Snyder Cut. So for some reason, people think that this Snyder Cut is going to make this justice league movie great i don't buy into that <laughs> it wasn't good already i don't now i'm on i might be in the minority of this i didn't think justice league was horrific i thought it was better than batman vs superman i thought it was a hell of a lot better than suicide squad oh. um you're not getting arguments I, on me on those i i think i my my review after that movie was it was very not good um you know <laughs> Very, I, I think it's very a, mediocre. I think was what I said, and I think that's a that's a good point to make. I think Superman really shined in that movie, and that's probably why I enjoyed it. I think Superman's effect on that movie really stood out, and as a Superman fan, I appreciated that. Okay, um, but we've gotten a heck of a lot lot of support. Zack Snyder obviously wants to see this, but we've gotten stars like Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, uh, Jason Momoa, Ray Fisher, and Joe Maganello. Um, all, you know, posting their release of Snyder Cut. I mean, I don't know if this is going to happen. You, you think about these actors. They spent so much time <clears throat> making the original movie yeah. and then doing all those reshoots. They signed up to do one version of a movie and another one was released. I don't yeah. blame them necessarily for wanting to see what the original vision was supposed to be uh. and get people's reaction. And it's, it seems like there's enough of a demand for it for Warner Brothers. They probably could make some money releasing and, this And thing. that's why yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't just do it. I mean, obviously, like, <clears throat> I wouldn't go through maybe the, the trouble of going through theaters, but just release it. No, I mean, people pay and how much really difference could it be? That's what I don't understand. Oh, it's a lot different. It's a lot different. Hmm. Uh, there's a whole reason that most of Superman scenes were reshot where they had to do that horrible paste-over on his upper lip and lower lip to cover his mustache and beard because he was filming Mission Impossible 6. Three or 6, yeah. 6 at the time? 3. <laughs> six, nah. 3 was the one where he... Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it <laughs> those movies. But uh, like, I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with them wanting them to release it. I don't necessarily think it's going to be a great movie. I just think you're going to get the original director's vision on it. Yeah, I mean, it's... I, I, I think it's fine. I mean, Zack Snyder didn't blow me away with Batman vs. Superman. I didn't no. expect him to do that with Justice League. But, I mean, maybe it'll be a different movie. Maybe it'll make more sense. But I guess we'll, it's going to be wait and see at this point. Some of the issues with that that uh, I had with Batman vs. Superman could also have been that they were trying to lay the groundwork for so much other stuff for future movies. That could have been editorial-driven yeah. or like studio-driven. And that interrupted with what he wanted to do. I 
didn't dis like there are I have issues and bones to pick with with Batman versus Superman, but I think as a sequel to <laughs> Man of Steel, it does work, and I like the position that we see Batman start off in. Yeah. But we're gonna get off that topic now, and but we should stay on the Superman topic. I'm yes, fine with should. staying on the Man of Steel topic because um, exciting kind of stuff that has come out is Henry Cavill is not quite done being super yet. I hope he's According not. According to him, I hope, uh, I hope so. To quote him specifically is the no, cape no, I... is in the closet. Gotcha. He told uh, Men's Health in its December cover story. That it's still mine. I'm not get going to sit quietly in the dark as all the stuff is going on. I've not given up the role. There's a lot I have to give to Superman yet. A lot of storytelling to do. A lot of real true depths of the honest character I, I haven't gotten into. I want to reflect the comic books, which is very exciting to me specifically. Yep, yep, yep. That's important to me, he said. And there's a lot more justice to be done for Superman. The status is you'll see. Yeah. And... Mm. I feel like he's been kind of teetering this line for a while. That ominous, you know, months, almost maybe a year ago, with him showing the Superman toy in his Instagram post, mm. has suggested, I'm not done doing this yet. I mean, there's I don't think been no answer on either side. I mean, he's the guy to do it at this point. I don't think they should scrap him. Um, and I no, guess, they, like they we got... said, we'll have to see. I thought, he said he, I thought he said he was done. I don't. I don't really? think he ever said that. I might have been more of those uh, stories, those websites you've been on. Yeah, those comic news websites. No, there, those there, dark web websites. <laughs> there, there was definitely talk a while back. I'm actually going to back JJ up on this, where it seemed like he was done, or at least the studio might have been done with him. Yeah. Um. But if he if he's still making noise and he still wants to do it, it sounds like maybe we'll get a Man of Steel too. Yeah. They 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 need to keep him. It's like I mean, there there are certain people that just fit the character you know like christopher reeve i was like he was great back in the original superman is he still movies. available for the sequel oh, <laughs> oh that, that's soon. not I'm right sorry. i love you chris <laughs> uh, you know uh uh cavill i think he's he, i think he fits that perfectly you know what i it. like about him too is he wants to be superman yeah, and I think you it, need someone you, you who's going to be like, excited about it. I don't think Ben Affleck wanted to be Batman. I, you know, there's, there's characters who are playing, you know, there's actors who are playing these characters. And it just doesn't seem like they really want to do it. And I get this vibe like he likes being Superman. He's excited by being Superman. He wants to be Superman. And yeah, that, that Superman. <laughs> yeah. Dude, swole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they need to keep him and just, just roll with it. It's a little, a little on the short side. Is really? <laughs> yeah. I met him. I was like, "Where's the rest of Superman?" <laughs> Wait, how tall is he? I I think he might be six foot. All right. I, I don't even know if that's true. Wow. But um, yeah. So he's All tall right. for Hollywood. Yes. So we have a fun, super cool segment for tonight that uh, Bojo had the idea of doing. So Bojo, why don't you kick off this description of what we're doing? So six the, foot one. Just to just that, to just to add it. That's Hollywood. That's Hollywood lies. I'll show you the picture of him standing next to me. <laughs> so tonight's main feature, the main thing we're gonna talk about tonight is um, this the saying that every comic book is someone's first comic. And a lot of times people writing comics, or at least they used to, they'd always try and set it up that you anybody who was picking up the issue for the first time could kind of understand it. 
And that got me thinking, what was everyone's first issue? And I, I, I know we, we did our, our origins. You guys did your origins in the first episode of the podcast. When I jumped in for the, the Batman episode, I know I did my origin. So it might be a little repetitive for some of you. But I just wanted to, to, to kick around the idea of, you know, what's everyone's first comic? What is everyone's first memory of comics? And let's kind of talk about how people jump into comics these days and, and maybe what you'd recommend, right? Absolutely. So that being said, we're going to break it down into smaller stops. Like, <laughs> what was the first book everyone else, like, what What was the first book everyone remembers reading? Like, what was your first comic? JJ. All right. So, you know, it it, it, it took me a little bit to, 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 to think about this. You know, and I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go with the first book that I remember okay. reading. Like I, I probably read books before this, but um, there was a series called the Saga of Kristar. Um, I remember living in a town called uh, Levittown when I first moved back to New York yeah. uh, from California. There was this comic book shop. It wasn't even really, I don't even know if you would call it a shop. It was more of like a kiosk in the middle of the mall hmm. there. It was the NASA mall. It's no longer there. Um, and what was great about this was, you know, you had this, it was a big, you know, it wasn't even a kiosk. It had glass walls. You got to go in. It was like a shop, but it was in the middle of the wall of the mall. Hmm. Um, and they had spinner racks. They had the racks on the. They had malls when you were kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, the arcade was right across the way from it. So it was like you had the arcade there and then, you know, the comic book shop there. Excellent. Excellent it, placement. It was great placement. Um, Smart placement. I rem- <laughs> remember picking up Kristar, the first episode of this book. Um, Did it come with the first issue? It came, yeah. yeah it, was the first <laughs> issue. it was the first issue, and it was, you know, it was, it was cool because it was, it was a cool cover. You know, it to me, it looked like this was back in 1983. This book came out, and it, it, if you ever see the cover of this the year it, before I was born, go ahead. There you go. <laughs> the, the cover of the book look, looks kind of like Star Wars. You know, he's you know Chris Star. He's got the sword up in the air and. Um, you know, so do you remember? Do you remember what it was about? Yeah, I mean, it was it was it. Was, Chris Star. It was a world where you know you had two brothers, you know, fighting over basic, basically fighting over the kingdom of Kristar. You know, his name was Kristar, yeah. but the, you know, so you know, one the one brother stabs Kristar in the in the back to save him. He had to be transformed. You know, a wizard came and had to transform him into Kristar, which is this crystalline warrior. Hmm. Um, an evil Sounds wizard like stole this a little bit from He-Man. I'm not probably, <laughs> probably. And then you had the evil, evil wizard transformed the other brother that stabbed Kristar into a molten man. So you oh, had the wow. molten people, and then you had Kristar. So it was a cool, you know, obviously dark and light. So, so interesting question. What did you kind of what drew this to you as a kid? Did you do you remember liking it as a kid? I did. Why? I did. I did like it because it was it was just it was different. You know, at the time it was just a different type of book that I've ever read. It wasn't a superhero book. Right. It wasn't a you know this was a Marvel book, so it wasn't a Spider Man. It wasn't you know a DC. You know, it wasn't Superman. It was just something different. And I remember the cover being really bright red and and yet and that yellow that I love. Um, it was very Frank Fazetta looking. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I like the art inside of it. I think that would drew me too. Um, I couldn't tell you who you know did any of the art. I, I still have these books. Um, I don't cool. have the I don't have the originals that I bought back in the day, uh, but I did buy them, rebuy them. Um, but it was eleven issues I remember. And you know, the other thing I 
this book opened me up to other characters. Um, this book went, th this series went parallel to the Marvel universe. So we had tie-ins of Nightcrawler showed up. Um, Alpha Fight, uh, Alpha Flight showed up. Um, and then who was the other guy? Uh, Doctor Strange. Oh, that's pretty was cool. It, was in this. That's so you had these characters who, what's going on over there? No, nothing. I'm just reading through, <laughs> through um, Bojo's first book. Oh, um, so you know, you had you had these other characters, and that's what got me into Nightcrawler. I, after that, I think I read, you know, this this four four or five part miniseries, four issue miniseries, in the... Nightcrawler, and that's yeah. what, you know, and that's, that's when awesome. he was a pirate and everything else like that. <laughs> yeah. But Kristar, you know, what was good? They also Remco, Rem Remco. I'm over here, guys. Yeah, we're listening. <laughs> uh, Remco came out with a toy line of Crystar, so that you know I, I got to buy those. So, I, so I think the comic line was actually directly tied to the toy line yep. that was coming out. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, you know, and I still have these books. I loved them. I still, I still read them to this day. I can reread this series over and over again. So, so you have reread it. Do you get the? Um, do you get like the same feeling? Always, that you had yeah. When you read it? yeah. Because it also cool. brings back memories of like, man, I read this. Huh? I read this right. when I was a kid. It brings me back memories of the place where I bought them from. And, you know, when these came out, I didn't know, you know, books came out when they came out and everything. And the anticipation of buying, you know, issue two and issue three, yeah. it was pretty cool being, you know, 1983, I was, uh, I was, uh, what, 13 years old, 12, 12, 13 years old. So it was pretty cool to, you know, this, this is probably the book that stands most in my mind. Cool. Okay. That is awesome. Very cool. Very cool. What about you, uh, Dungeon Master? Um, well, I had to really think about this because there were quite a few um, that I remember reading. My cousin uh, lives upstate New York. I would always go through her uh, her comic book collections, but um, uh, I just remember one um, one in particular. And uh, Bojo had told me, uh, "Would you say it was the the DC Blue Ribbon comics?" I think it was like Blue Ribbon, Blue Ribbon, Blue, Blue Ribbon Digest. Yeah, there there was one um, with uh, uh, Superman Red and Superman Blue, which I just thought that was like really cool at the time. And uh, I I pulled up the page here, you know, uh, basically uh, Superman. Um, they had uh, pieces of kryptonite that he wanted to. Uh, uh, expand his his uh um uh, uh his uh uh his intelligence or 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 his uh uh his mental capacity or okay whatever. so um you know they had a, a little thing reminiscent from uh back to the future you know where doc had the the mind <laughs> reading thing strapped to his head you know he's sitting here and he's and he's got it on his head here and something goes wrong in the 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 whole place kind of blows up. And then all of a sudden, you have a Superman red and you have a Superman blue. You know, they kind of split. You so that's know, the original and, and Superman both, red, Superman blue. Yeah, they're, they're both like, uh, um, uh, they're identical twins, but they're they're like really uh, super intelligent now. And, and they go out and, and, you know, they basically solve things. And they have, um, they basically have uh, two separate lives. Uh, I forget which one it was. I think it was Superman red. Uh, had his relationship with uh, Lois Lane and Superman Blue had his relationship with Lana Lang, you know, and they both had their families and they had kids and stuff like that. So it was, it was actually, it was actually kind of cool. But the, some of the other ones in that same time frame was the, uh, 
Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen series. Um, there were there were so many that came into publication, but uh, uh, like uh, one issue, the uh, the world of a thousand Olsons, and um, it was just uh, they were sort of comical. You know, it had Superman and Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy was always getting into like troubles, and Superman was always like bailing him out and helping him <laughs> and stuff like that. So it was uh, it was a nice change to the regular uh, Superman comic book line. This is I actually but, just, I just looked up the the issue while you were talking there. It's the the best of DC uh, Blue Ribbon Digest number nineteen. Oh, there you go. Yeah, nineteen seventy nine. Oh no, it was, uh, it was from eighty one. It was published in eighty one. Oh, I think I don't. I think a lot of these were reprints, but this looks like it might have. I don't know if it was new or not. It's uh, yes. it, there's a cover by Ross Andrew and inks by Dick Giordano. Oh, I like Ross Andrew. What's that you do? Yeah, yeah. It seems like there's. It's all. It seems like all pencils by Kurt Swan, which is which is pretty good. And then there's a Kurt Schaffenberger, mm-hmm. Schaffenberger uh, story in there too. Yeah, it was it was a pretty good story. Yeah, they're cool. All right, I'm gonna go into mine. I'm gonna. Let, I'm gonna, we're going to save Bojo for last. <laughs> so I had a lot of trouble because the early books that I remembered, I know for sure there was two what ifs. And then, you know, um, very early on, I remember reading the trade paperback for um, Death of Superman. But as I was going through the research, I realized it had to be what if 31, 1991, what if Spider-Man had kept his cosmic powers? What, what if? <laughs> and um, I don't know what... It, so I remember buying this from kind of like almost like... It wasn't really a new... It was kind of like a corner store. Okay. It was like in like with mixed in with magazines. And I was probably in the store. And my mom was buying something. And I was like, hey, I want this comic book over here. She's like, fine, whatever. Just get it. But um, <laughs> I didn't even know... You know, I didn't know what a what if was. Even to this day, you know, funny enough, I have never read... The issue where he gets cosmic powers at all. So I didn't even know. (laughs) Because, so I've read all of Amazing Spider-Man. And I've read the tie-ins that any Amazing Spider-Man story has had. But I haven't read, like, Spider-Man on its own. I'm pretty sure it's Spectacular Spider-Man. I I, I think it is, yeah. (laughs) But it's funny. So there, I remember as a kid, there's this risque scene where Spider-Man in his cosmic suit kind of pulls on Mary Jane's shirt. And I'm like, whoa. Oh, man. You see a little size something going on, and like she winds up putting on, um, you know, this his spider, his original spider suit. She goes, "Oh man, this is it's so weird. I feel so powerful." And then she says, "I feel so kinky." I was like, "Well, I didn't even know what that meant, but I was like, it was." Um, I think I like it. <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting first year, um, first story to to read. Um, shortly after that, I don't know if it was the same time I bought it, but um, so this is from volume two of the What If series. Um, one of the most memorable early books that I have is What If Fifty, though it's What If Hulk had killed Wolverine. Uh, it's in this. It's a Silver and Bose cover. I've seen that. It cover. is awesome. I, I'm pretty sure I have both of these books somewhere. I don't know where they are, but I'm going to eventually dig them out. <laughs> um, and uh, as well as the um, the trade paperback of the Superman. But it, it was cool. Um, I was trying to see if it was on the Marvel Unlimited app to read both of these quickly um, before tonight. But they're not. So uh, I, and because I don't know exactly where my issues are, I can't Damn you, Marvel them. Unlimited. But uh, but I'm sure I would have enjoyed them had I reread <laughs> them. Uh, but it was it was cool. It was good. It was uh, it was good reads as a kid. Nice. All right, Bojo. So my my first issue, well, 
So I remember actually my dad having. No, you had a lot of issues. Well, I mean, let's get your first that comic is book for issue. sure. <laughs> no, my first comic issue is um, it was given to me for for an Easter one year by my uh, my aunt and my uncle. Uh, it was Batman and Robin Adventures five, and I still have the issue. I gave the the rest of the series to a, a you know an ex girlfriend's younger sister at some point in in like my past life, um, but I I saved this one copy, and it is the most beat up copy of anything I own from the nineteen nineties. I'm looking at it right now. I have it in my hands, and like it is. <laughs> It is bent. It is well read. The corners have like small stress fractures. The spine is ripped near the the, the top staple. There's multiple bends. Like it is. It is just oh, definitely well color enjoyed. breaking, sir. You you call that beat up? Oh, I gotta yeah. show you some beat up comics. Oh man, like <laughs> uh, this is beat up for me. Like there's so much surface wear on this, but like man, did I read the heck out of this? So this is uh, Batman and Robin Adventures 5. Like the, the cover is a red cover. Batman and Robin are outside of a window. Joker's inside and he's shooting outwards at them. And like he's the only thing in color on it. And I remember this being like the coolest comic ever when I was a kid. <laughs> I loved the 90s Batman TV series. And Who didn't? Yeah. I reread this one a few years back when I was rereading the whole series. This is probably the weakest issue in the whole series. I have no idea why I wound up continuing reading comics after this. Uh, it's written by Ty Templeton. Ty, I love your stuff. I love your art. I don't love this issue, bud. And I, it's artwork. The pencils are by a guy named Tim Harkins, which, looking into it, I think this might be his only penciled book. Okay. okay. He's like a, a letterer and an inker. I looked him up. He's worked on a ton of stuff in the, the late 80s, early 90s. I, I'm Maybe there's a reason lie, for I don't that. I love the Joker. Yeah, it's really exaggerated. He's got great line, like, he's got great line weight. Um, for a series that used to be, like, really well known for um, how terrific it is at telling a story, it's, it's just okay. <laughs> Pacing's just okay. Characters seem a little off model. Like, it's weird and it seems like the entire book hinges on a banana peel joke (laughs) (laughs) but it was like related to something i was interested in at the time uh it was a done in one which i think is really important like i read the beginning of the issue and the issue ended and there was a whole story right there and i just happened to see the the following issue that little next issue teaser at the back of the the, the book where batman fires robin that really wet my appetite <laughs> and when i saw it in genovese yes i'm showing my age when i saw it in genovese, genovese. is it eckerd now still <laughs> oh no, god uh i i had to have it and it just wound up being like a monthly thing where every month i would show up at genovese and pick up a book <laughs> off of the rack that's fantastic oh my oh, god that, that's isn't... great advertisement on the back cover for batman forever the, the pay-per-view and also for six flags <laughs> oh my goodness it's um that's one of the things that i regret about reading digitally is i really wish they would put the ads in. dude there. i love the old ads um, <laughs> all right but we spent a lot of time on that and we're really uh we're really burning the midnight oil yeah here. yeah so um the next thing we kind of wanted to get into is what do you, do you guys think it's difficult to get into comics now as a new reader like if some like so me, you know, I got into 2013. I know you got into it a lot earlier. Some of you guys. I mean, I read here and there, but for like someone who's like wet behind the ears, walks into a comic book shop, you know, is it easier or harder for them now than it used to be? I think it's easier. There, there are so many titles out there, so many different stories, and it's like you can. A lot of times, I'll just go through and I'll look at a cover, and I'm like. 
that's pretty cool. And then I'll pick it up and it's like something that I never heard of. Perfect example, uh, Chew by oh. Comics Tribe. Uh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm Image sorry. Comics. I'm sorry. Oh, that was wrong. That was something else. But yeah, that, that is a great story. Um, Chum. Oh. By Comics Tribe. It's, it's, it was just four issues. I just picked it up. The cover is all red and black. And I looked at it and... Uh, Jim and I were scuba divers, so you know, and we went shark diving, so you know, um, Chum was like, okay, and I read it, didn't know anything about it. It was basically some sort of like mystery noir, like in, in like a tropical island, and I just read it, and I'm like, interesting. So I just went and I picked up the other three, and then when it was over, and I was like, Wait a minute. It's like I want more. It's like I didn't realize that it was just a miniseries. But like I said, it's like there there are so many yeah. weird I, titles out there. It's easy to pick one up and get hooked on something. See, I think it's the opposite. I think there because there's too much out there, people get confused. I don't know. Well, I was gonna say because of like the digital medium now, so you have like Marvel Unlimited, you have the and that's the, the other DC thing. universe. So so my problem is, is I'm very much a completist. I'm OCD. I need to know everything that's going on. Now, a lot of people aren't that way. Yeah. So, you know, when I got into reading comics, it's like, if I'm going to read Amazing Spider-Man, like, I don't want, like, there to be an Easter egg or, like, something, like, referring to something that happened in the past that I wasn't yeah, aware something of. That, mm. Something that happened, So like, this Marvel Unlimited thing comes out, and I'm like, I can read. And when I got into it, I got into it 2013 again. They were issue seven hundred just came out of yep. me and Spider Man. Yep. Within like two, maybe a little more than two years, I read one through seven hundred and on, and it got to the point where I was bananas. current and mentioned, and that doesn't include anything that crossed over. So like right. I read the crossovers, <laughs> not the whole issues, but like if there was a one parter, like I read all of Maximum Carnage, right, <laughs> um, or all of the Clone Saga. Oh God. <laughs> um, Craven's Last Hunt. Yeah, Craven. Oh, God, so good, so good. But it's just like, if you are that type of person, you can do that. Like, there's there's a medium oh, yeah. out there, so you can read the whole thing if you <laughs> have the time. But to the same point, I think they do a decent job. And another thing that we're gonna bring up is like, you know, a lot of comics and Marvel I know does this. They do catch you up. They do give you a little blurb about what happened recently. Now, a thing that I would suggest that I like, I don't know if any of the comics does does this. If included with that. If they did a little bit of like a panel thing mm. where they show you like major shots, like maybe like one pager. So they used to do that in some of them as like a, a recap. They'd have yeah. a few panels from previous issues. Uh, like, like the first page or two. Yeah. Would it get confusing? Is and that I, why they stop? I also know that Bendis has been doing the Marvel recap style <laughs> mm -hmm. stuff in Young Justice, mm. but he's not been doing a breakdown where he writes a, a recap. He almost does like a splash panel yeah. with a slight recap to get everyone ready to go for the, the rest of the issue. Right. Um, Marvel does those recap pages. Yeah. Where like if you're jumping it, in mid-story, they, they write up something helps, for you. But a lot of the times it only helps to like that storyline. Yeah. So like if you're jumping in on like let's say issue like 25, you might know what's going on in the last three or four issues. Mm. But it doesn't take you to like where they've been in the last 25. Yeah. Or, you yeah. know, obviously, you know. 800 or 900 that you know spider-man's almost up to um like do, do you guys in general find like those recap pages helpful mm -hmm. i skip them yeah. i skip them i do too especially if i've been reading the book yeah and a lot of times when i read i just like i read like in bundles so i literally just read the last one so like i don't need a recap of what i just read yeah right. but i mean if people are reading week to week 
I can see where like occasionally I'll be like if there was a, a decent amount of time between when I read it, I was like, I'll read it quickly yep. to see what mm-hmm. it was. Like, oh yeah, that's what happened last issue, kind of thing. I think they are helpful to a degree. I don't think you can jump in in the middle of what's going on and really engulf yourself in what's <coughs> what's happening. So I I always loved when they would do kind of recaps in the dialogue. I listen jumping into a comic book. Maybe this is just the teacher in me. Mm-hmm. I love figuring out what's going on just from context clues. Who's this character? What's this character's motivation? What do they want? Why do they impact the story? <laughs> what the heck's going on? And you just, you suss it out. You figure it out. Yeah. My first issue of Batman, and like we, I'm the Batman guy, right? Like I, I have a big long run from 1978 through now, like complete <clears throat> every single issue. My first issue of Batman was Batman 584. <laughs> I just jumped yeah. in. I just yeah. picked it off the rack. It, it looks cool. It was a weird cover. It's an Ed Brubaker series when before Ed Brubaker was anybody. And like it's randomly like these kids were running around with a video camcorder trying to get a, a shot of the Batman who is this urban legend. And like context clues, Batman's a, a you know urban legend. Apparently, people don't know he exists. He's not on camera. You know, and like he, parts of that issue just wind up being like, all right, so this is the the status quo for this character, yeah. and I can just continue on from there. I mean, a hundred percent too with like the bigger characters. There's already so much out there about yeah. the characters. You can pick up. Like, who this is, who that is. Like, villains. Like, there's been how many iterations of the Joker, how many iterations of Riddler and Two-Face and all these characters at this point. Um, it, I think with that, those characters, it's certainly a lot easier. But there's so much behind these characters. And, like, one of the reasons I chose to read Spider-Man as opposed to, like, Superman, who I'm a huge Superman <laughs> fan, is I only had to go back to the 60s as opposed yeah. to, like, thirties. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, that's just it and, and a lot of those early, even the early stuff in the sixties, they were tough reads. Like it took me like a long time to get through those early issues. By the time like maybe the late sixties, early seventies, I started flying through them. Like I could read two or three in a day where it was taking me two days <laughs> to maybe read some of those earlier issues because they would do like nine box panels and you'd have so much dialogue in each panel. Yeah. And you know, back then, you know, you wanted to get your bang for your buck. You're paying 12, 15 cents for these books. Yep. It's just like, Hey, you know, that's a lot of money to a little kid is like, this is going to be like 60 pages or 30 pages or 40 pages. So, you know, it got it got a lot easier as the time went on for reading those. Um, I'm going to throw one more thing that helps new yes. readers these days. Let's hear it. The internet. 100%. And, and I, I won't lie to you. Yep. I did that a lot, too. There was occasionally issues that I weren't able to read. And I was like, I just said, hey, what's the synopsis of this issue? Huh? What happened? And, you know, it kind of gave me an idea. And, you know, I moved on from there. One of my, one of my favorite things, and they don't do it in comics anymore. Those little editor caption boxes yeah, that yeah. like call back to a specific mm. issue. Yeah, yeah. Yes. At the very end. They still, they I miss do that. So, so and very rarely, some very occasionally. Chip Zdarsky's big on those. Oh man, yeah. I love I yeah. love those. Yeah, back I, in I issue see, 117. I, uh, yes. True I, I, believer. I see that a lot in in um uh I'm uh collecting the the Harley Quinn series. It's like I see that all the time. You That's know? awesome. Like, yeah. And and it makes reference not only to that series, but it also goes back and it makes reference to either the crossover or or another one where where it's in there. So I I think they're kind of bringing that back especially when there's a long story arc and and they kind of make reference to something, you know, you see it as like see Aquaman crossover, you know, blah blah blah. That would get me actually hunting in back issue bins when I was yeah. when I was younger. Yeah. 
being like, what? Related to the story that I'm enjoying currently? I must buy it. (laughs) I was like, oh, wait a minute. What happened in in the Aquaman, you know, that she was part of, you know? And then you want to go read that and you kind of get... No one wants to read Aquaman. Yeah, no no one cares about a man who talks to fish. (sighs) (laughs) All right, on that note... So let's say on, you, JJ. on the off chance that there's somebody listening to this right now who's never read a comic book before. Okay. What's some stuff that's on the rack today that you would be like, hey, this would be a great place to start off. I would recommend reading this to a new reader. Ooh. Right? Uh, I, I'm a big... I do have answers to this. If anyone does <laughs> I'm a big Star Wars fan. I mean, that that it, was one of my answers. I any think, of yeah. the Star Wars, preferably any of the 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 the, the Darth Vader stuff. Anything with that Darth was, Vader in the title, yeah, yes, amazing. Is that yes. currently coming out? Darth Vader title currently out on the racks? Yeah, they've done a couple of volumes. I, know. I think there's which one. <laughs> so there's the, they did like one and two, and now it's Vader down. Is Vader down, and then there's uh, I mean, there's there's quite a few of them. There's Target uh, Vader. Yeah, Target is, Vader uh, is the one Dark now. Uh, so Vader, Dark such, Visions. He's such a. That's the current one, Dark Visions. Yeah, he's such a rich character. Which anything he's in it. And he doesn't even say much most of the time. It's just his no. presence, yeah. even in the panel of a comic book. Yeah, Tar- Target just... Vader now. It's yeah. amazing. I mean, oh, it's yeah. it, it's anything anything Star Wars. I just I think it's amazing right now. It's, I a hundred percent agree. With and you. the, the best thing list. about the 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 whole Star Wars series is that there there are so many individual little storybooks mm-hmm. i mean you you got the and and they're all like either between four and six issues you know you got like han solo you got lando you got the princess leia uh 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 darth those, vader's got a whole bunch of point. little ones yeah some of them are, are 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 a little bit older but then again you got so many different longer story ones like you got the regular darth vader series and you got the regular star wars series and 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 um, the one that I really love is the uh, Doctor Afra mm-hmm. series, which is still going on. And you feel like it's a like... new reader can jump into that and have no issue like picking it up. I don't. Th- uh, I don't think they. No, because I know they do the recaps no. in there, yeah. and you have like a general idea of these characters. Their recap. Their the rec- Their recap is the scroll that they have on the first page. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. yeah. It, it's it's pretty easy to get catched up, get caught and, up. And, on and it, the reason but... I say that too is you're also not like even if you wanted to get in it from the beginning, you're only going back to like maybe 2015 yeah, you're 2016 not... so you're yeah. you're pro- i mean granted this this series is 75 issues behind right. but we're in the digital world if you buy marvel unlimited like mm-hmm. you're gonna get up to like the 67 issues so by the time they get to 75 you'll be able to read the whole issue right yeah, the whole yeah. series but could you pick up the most recent issue and just be i mean you could always go back but yeah. with that current issue on the rack yeah be good yeah because you know like now they've got what is it destination hoth so yeah. that's a yes. couple that's mm-hmm. a couple of issues so they do break them up into segments yeah. story arcs yeah, story yeah. Story arcs. chapters yeah. i like so, to call them chapters so i don't think it's that difficult to to pick up what's going on in the story beforehand okay where you yeah. start out I but actually, then but yeah, then some okay. of them you know most of them they're short they're short um they're short, one to four issues. Yeah, they're okay. miniseries. So yeah. th- there's probably more of those miniseries than there are longer the regular series. series. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah I would have to agree. Yeah. That's so, all I have. Sorry. So, <laughs> so um, two that I really like that I would personally recommend: uh, Superman Rebirth. Like from, I mean, granted, like you know, from starting at this point, 
So Rebirth was about, what, a year ago at this point? Longer? Are you talking about the Bendis titles? No, from going on. Yeah, from, from going forward, from, from Bendis kind of on. From If you're starting with Bendis' run, that's that's about a year. Yeah. I, I mean, Maybe I think... a little more. Even if you don't want to go back, I think there's there's been a good amount of stuff. I mean, there, the recaps might get a little confusing with some of this Red Cloud stuff and stuff like that. Right. I, I, I lost a little bit of there, but starting from the beginning, it started really good, like yeah. especially... Early on, uh, I think Pete Tomasi was involved. Uh, during Pete Tomasi did the Superman Rebirth, where it was yeah. it was him, it was it was that, uh, his wife, it was Lois and John Candy. Yeah. The beginning was really confusing because they were trying to tweak <laughs> continuity and fix continuity. Right, which I think is helpful to probably a new reader too, because it's just like I think that stuff was confusing. I didn't find it confusing though. I I liked the overall stuff. I think their solution to bring the Lois and Clark that were the older versions to be like fleshed into the universe. It was weird. And I think overly complicated. Um, I didn't find it the same way, but I, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, but that's one of my recommendations. My second one, uh, also saying on the DC side, I had immortal Hulk on there, but that's kind of like on the lower end, uh, Batman white Knight series. Yeah. hundred percent agree. Um, I'll give you that, that, you know, they're into their sequel now where it's curse of the white Knight. It's just, you know, you have Batman knowledge going on, going into it. I mean, assuming everyone who's going to read Batman knows who Batman at least is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go into that. You can jump into it. You can read it. I mean, I wouldn't suggest reading, like, issue five without reading the rest of them. Right. They're short enough where you can just read the whole thing and enjoy it. Um, but I think, you know, someone could jump in. They're fairly recent. Uh, you know, I would obviously suggest reading the uh, White Knight before Curse of the White Knight. Right. But, but you don't um, need to. You don't necessarily because they do do a really good job of recapping what Absolutely. happened. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And um, the stories don't really rely on each other either. And it's another thing where you don't have to have this huge backlog of you know Batman knowledge to really enjoy nope. them either. But uh, those were those were my recommendations. I I would highly second the the Batman White Knight stuff. Yeah. Yes. You don't have to read the first miniseries. I love the first miniseries. There are a couple of clunky spots in there in that first one but the artwork's fantastic the overall story is great and i one of those things i just think you can jump into the curse of the white knight i think you can jump into curse of the white knight at any issue at this point and still be fine and still understand what's going on i think that's a great recommendation absolutely um i've been slowly whittling down my titles so of what (laughs) i've been seeing on the stands i'd have a harder time to recommend what's on the stands currently one of the things that like I love, I'm a Batman guy, I wouldn't recommend the new Batman title, the current Batman title, to a new reader. There's like uh, Tom King's run has been it's on issue eighty three, you picked it up today. Yeah. Think about how confusing that would be to explain to a new reader what the heck is going on. Yeah, there there was a lot going on. It's an eighty three issue story. Batman. Yeah. So like I, it's one of those titles where it's a title I love. It's yeah. something that I think mm-hmm. is great, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend it as, to a, as a whole it's good yeah but it's not it requires uh, so much back reading and you get completely yeah. lost jumping in on it, the, it's the not issues. it's not very it's not very reader friendly to jump in no because you're like wait a minute it's like what's going on because you got to go back so far to realize where he's been what he's been through and what put him there absolutely yeah absolutely uh, a lot of the titles i've been enjoying have recently ended um or are ending um, I love, 
I know you guys are going to groan. <laughs> TC, I know you're going to groan. I love Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. <laughs> 58 issues, I think, in total. 58? No. But can you jump right in and, like, issue 47? You really could. <laughs> it really is a title that it, that feels like it's it's from a different time. I'll be honest with you. I did read the first few issues. I was intrigued in the beginning. Yeah. But as it went on, I just realized it wasn't for me. Which is funny. <laughs> Which I never is... never touched it. Yeah. Uh, I find it highly enjoyable. I think it's great for all ages. But I think you, you also realize to... this is coming from someone who enjoys reading SpongeBob. SpongeBob. I'm devastated that SpongeBob was canceled in <laughs> issue 85. Yeah. I was devastated the day that Stephen Hillenberg died. Total, uh, total of 58 issues. Yeah. Because yeah. it's 50 in the current series, and then there's eight in the eight previous. In the first one. Yeah. I mean, that's a heck of a run for a book these days. Pretty much un, uh, unchanged creative team. Uh, what was her name? Oh. Karen. Ryan North, Erica Henderson? Erica Henderson did the first 30 or 34 issues, give or take, um, in the current series, and then the eight issues previously, and then Derek Charm took over. But it's all Ryan North writing it. It's a, it's a pretty solid run, and it's one of those things where you can jump in now, and I think you can still enjoy it. That's me. Did we all give our current recommendations at this point? I think we did. I yeah. also talked a little yeah. bit about yeah. how Batman would not be a good reason. The so, current Batman story. Yeah, I, I can I can see that. I mean, Batman's kind of in the same um, kind of pool as Spider-Man, where there's just so much going on, so much backstory, so much history ingrained in him. It was just... I, I don't suggest jumping into those blind. I, I would say you could jump in on the current Detective Comics stuff. Yeah. Especially, like, any issue recently, I think you could jump in and be fine. It was a, a little bit of a weird story, but it was a throwback story with Deadshot, like, hunting Bruce Wayne on a island after they've crashed on like a plane yeah crash. sounds like an episode there, there was a couple of <laughs> a little bit it's a throwback issue it's yeah. a throwback style story i thought it was kind of fun but i feel like it might be off-putting to a new reader mm. but the new mr free stuff i think would be enticing so i mean aside from like a single issue story there's so many like amazing graphic novels out there yes like i feel like that'd be a me personally i think that'd be a good place to start for a new reader what are some of the graphic novels, new or old, that you guys think would be good for, uh, you know, a new a newcomer? Ooh, depends on what they want. Red Sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Red Sun requires a little bit of knowledge of Superman, but it's I true. think at the same time you could enjoy that story regardless. Yes, agreed. I think that was an e that's an easy enjoyment. There's a ton of stuff out there. What would I uh, recommend? Batman Year One. I'm a Batman guy. I'm always going to go yeah. to Batman on this. Batman I mean, Year I'm, One. I'm not a Batman guy, and I got two Batman stories on here. I yeah. feel like Batman graphic novels are among the best graphic novels they have out there. Yeah. Um, you know, the two that I had, you know, we did this for Book Club, our first book club, Batman the Long Halloween, mm. maybe Solid, one man. of the best uh, Batman stories that I've read. And, and I think it's good because, especially for a new reader, you get introduced to all these different characters. You get a little bit of everyone. I'm not looking at your list. You recommended Batman Hush as your second. I didn't actually. Really? No. And I and I feel like <laughs> Batman Hush is a really great story, but I don't know necessarily. I feel like there's a little hint of stuff in there where you need to know a little bit. It's more. a long book too. Yeah, and it's, that's big. It's and long. I and I don't know if a newcomer would have that kind of commitment. Okay. Another another story I did have on there for Batman that was a Killing Joke, and wow. that would be more for an adult 
read it. Right, sure. right, yeah. right. Like, I, you know, I would recommend that, but it's a great Batman story. One of my favorite. It might be my favorite Batman story. Okay. I, I, I would actually love to eventually maybe do that as um, a book club book as well. Um, but I cut you off completely because you were giving recommendations. It's all good. <laughs> uh, it depends on what people like. Yeah. Uh, Superman for all seasons to, to jump off of your long Halloween sentiment. Absolutely. That's also Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. And I think that's one of the finest character studies of Superman. Agreed. And I think that's a good, solid, you know, four issue, you know, done in one sitting graphic novel that anyone who even remotely yeah. cares about the character can really enjoy that. I mean, I remember reading, like I said earlier, that's a Superman as a kid, too. And like, you know, I that was the first Superman story I ever saw. And, you know, like I knew Superman from like movies and, and like cartoons and like you tell me he's dying and like you know i might not have known who every character is who showed up to his wedding but you know like i got the idea you know i knew what was going on and it was like oh man he's dead <laughs> look at the justice league at the time who are those losers i have no idea who half of them were i was like i don't know who that guy gold? is or who this guy is Blue Beetle. i was like the, i remember uh seeing who's the guy with the gold uh shield he's like a jsa uh guy guardian no um Dr. Fate? Dr. Fate. I was like, I don't know oh. who this guy is either. There's so many people I've never even heard of in my life. But I mean, Bloodwind? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I was fine. Are we still, are we just talking about graphic novels? Or yeah, something yeah, you would part, recommend yeah. to a first time reader. Yeah. Someone who's either just getting into oh. the medium, something that they Kingdom might Come like. Kingdom Come is also on there. <laughs> I think that's too much for a newcomer. Really? Yeah, I read that a little uh, bit further in when I was maybe reading Maybe I had read it a little bit at that point, but I, I felt like that, it gave you enough to know what was going on. I, agreed. Yeah. I just think that it expects you to understand who the characters are. The big reveal at the end with um, the, <coughs> the big red cheese. Like, that that's a big mm. reveal. And if you have no idea who that character is, it's yeah. lost on you. Yeah. 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 You know, it's there There are books that I think expect you to know certain things. And there are other ones where it's like you yeah. can kind of jump in I, and, I, and check it I out. I get what and, you're saying. That was yeah. a spoiler alert, too, yeah. for everybody that did uh, not hear My this. last one, quickly, Craven's the last one. The book came out in 1990. <laughs> The book came know. out in 1996. There's an advertisement in my first comic book for, for Kingdom Come. If you haven't read Kingdom Come between 1996 and now, it's okay to be spoiled. Um, I didn't even know if Craven's Last Hunt was made into graphic novel form. But totally it was is. A story. Yeah, it was fantastic. One of the best Spider-Man uh, story arcs I've ever read. Okay. Uh, that's it for me. I'll, I'll stop stealing uh, other people's time. You know, I, I, I dug, you know, on the graphic novel side, I dug the Earth One books. Oh, that's a really good point. You know, you had the Superman Earth One, Batman Earth One, Wonder Woman Earth One, uh, Teen Titans, Green Lantern, and Earth One. Um, I like those novels. Um, I have every single one, both digitally and the first printings of those. You know what's really cool is Marvel did season ones right around the same time that Mar that DC was doing those Earth One books. And those are all basically continuity free. Mm -hmm. And if you want to go back further... The Marvel Ultimate line started in 2000, 2001 as a response to the movies that came out, like the Spider-Man and the X-Men movies. They were like, they looked at their continuity and they were like, this is a mess. No one can understand. No one can get into it. And they restarted everything brand new, number one, their own universe. It was right. a great jumping in spot for, for new fans who had no idea what the heck was going on in the main books and the main titles. Yeah. I, I dug when I, when those came out and I read them, I was like, this is great. Bruce, did you have any recommendations on the graphic novel side? Graphic novel side? Sorry, um, Dungeon Master. <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, uh, I, I don't really collect the graphic novels. I like the, like, like the individual 
comics and i mean i haven't really like gone back to like the oldest the oldest one was red sun where i got you know it's like all right i got the first one i didn't realize it was one of three so mm -hmm. i was like all right am i gonna get the am i gonna get the trade or am i gonna get number two and number three so i went with number two and number three but think about even stuff that you like that has been collected what would you um, say that you've liked that was collected that you'd want to recommend to someone who's like hey man i'm just getting into this stuff i want to read more like what do you think is good I would. I first thing that comes to mind is uh, the Batman Court of Owls. Okay. As like I read that, I thought the the story was awesome, and it's like it kept me waiting for the next one. And when it was done, I kind of like. I was I was kind of thinking it's like, let let this not be the end. Let it just go. Let it just like fade away. And then maybe like 20 issues later, you know, Talon will come back somewhere. But I, I think Talon had died. his own series. Oh, there's, I, I, there's a character named Talon. Yeah. 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 yeah well, yeah, no, I, I know he had his own series. It's like, you know, it's like, let the court of owls kind of like disappear for a little while, you know, disappear, but then show up because, you know, in this story, that's exactly what they did. They were yeah. always there, always in the background, but no one really knew about them. You know, they kind of influenced stuff and then, all these events, you know, just kind of, you know, like made it all bubble up to the surface. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, out of the recent stuff within the last, what, what are we talking, five, six years? I'd say even all time stuff that you just recommend. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely recommend that. It's It's got a great story. It's lots of action. And, and yeah, it, it, it kept me wanting more, cool. which is exactly what a comic should be doing. So, yeah. All right. All right. So, um, we didn't touch on independence. <laughs> I mean, by which chance. I could jump off the deep end. I, stuff yeah. that I think is fantastic. I'm gonna just I say I, this real fast. Yeah. Oh, well, that's why it. I asked if we would just do it on trades. No, like I, you know, trades. A lot of the independents find their readership in in libraries or at bookstores because they gotcha. don't get they don't get people coming in. Yeah, for the for the smaller publishers, is like I can go like I mentioned I mentioned Chum that was picked up on a whim. Uh, Image had uh, snapshot. Oh, that I was, remember that was, Snapshot. That was a that four was... issue. Is like I just picked it up, and I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I wouldn't know if I'd recommend that to a reader. I feel like they'd get confused by that one. Well, you, you got to understand, it all has... It, 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 it's like a story done through the lens of a camera. Right. You know, and, and, and the kid gets just, just like caught up with... All the with craziness. the pictures that were taken. It's, it's like really bizarre. Um, but yeah, for the independents, they got a lot of, a lot of great little... Uh, smaller stories that definitely want to pick up. Oh, you don't want to hear about Witch Doctor, Jim? <laughs> All right, I think we should have our own independent uh, section. Again. That'd be probably a good idea. Um, so, since we touched on that, let's just go into stuff that you don't think would be suited for a new reader right now. Like what I was talking about with Batman the other yeah. day, like before. I mean, I can go on on the same thing quickly, and then you guys can go off it. I mean, the yeah. same thing, you know, Amazing Spider-Man. You know, there's too much backstory. I mean, and this, and I could be wrong. I think if someone isn't like me, and they're not bothered by, like, kind of not knowing a little bit of the backstory. You don't you think know, Spencer's run is accessible? Uh, I, I might not be up to there yet. The current stuff? Yeah, I might be a little bit behind. I think uh, is Nick Spencer like the spectacular? Did he do the spectacular? No, no, no. Thing? He's doing current Amazing Spidey with Ryan Otley. Uh, I, I I read a little bit. I'm I'm still a little behind. I I think it is, 
But again, to the same degree, they, they pull in all these other characters, too. Yeah. Like, you need to know a little bit about who they are, where they came from. I think a lot of that is explained in story. I think you could jump in on Spencer's run. I think it's pretty accessible. I don't know. I think it's I think it's a little bit on the same line as Batman. Okay. Um, And then, like, I don't know. You're reading more of the current X-Men. I'm a little bit behind. I'm trying to... I'm currently in ne- June 1994 of all X-Men issues. <laughs> oh, my God. Working I can't my, believe you're reading Working all my those. way up to current. Uh, That's so rough. I haven't been reading as often as I was when it was a Spider-Man, or I would have probably also finished already. But um, So rough. Yeah, like, there's so much going it's on so with rough. X-Men. Like, X-Men, I feel like that's like one of the most confusing things to me, especially when I read recent stuff. I love the Hickman run. I would be hard. I mean, I think he does a pretty good job distilling everything down, but I think I'd still be hard pressed to recommend it to new readers. Yeah. It's just, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of history. Yeah. And that's the thing. And you know what? The thing is now like you don't have to buy the physical book. Like some of these physical books are, you know, thousands or hundreds of dollars. Like you, you have the ability to read it on a tablet or you know a phone even yep. it's just like you know there's so much history there i mean you know if you're if you want to jump in with two feet do it just do it if you have the time too. you totally can yeah and as i said like you can catch up on stuff if stuff is yeah. missing you have all wikipedia entries that have multiple links to other storylines and individual storyline like write-ups on certain stories yeah. like it, there, there's a tremendous amount of information out there that that'll help you out Oof. i just think that <clears throat> There's some titles currently. Yeah. Maybe not so. All right. You guys want to get through this quickly so we can get into the the ending segment? Yeah. Anybody else have anything? Uh, no. That they would say it would be a little bit of tough for a new reader? No. Bo- Bojo, give us one. Mm. Besides Batman. Batman was my main major gripe, I think, at this point. I, okay. I think anything else is relatively accessible. Relatively. Yeah. And again, like, I'm, I'm a different, you know, animal where it's just like I – feel like yeah. i have this gnawing inside of me if i don't know what's going on in the background or the, i miss an easter egg <laughs> but again like you said the internets can quickly tell you what that was about yeah, absolutely yeah. and listen you can jump in mid-story and, yeah. and work your way back if you need to you can, yeah you if can you're interested enough yeah. you can jump in anytime 100%. And I'm, even, I'm though, a, even with batman or spider-man i'm sure i'm a big yeah. believer in that yeah all right so this is a cool one that uh that bojo also put together so our ending segment today is going to be found in the wild. Wow, 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 wow. I don't even know what that was. It was just noises. All right, yeah. all right, all right, all right. Sorry. We have children sleeping upstairs. <laughs> wow. There's somebody's children who on this podcast. Jesus. All right. So best recent pickups. Found in the wild, crowd sales, flea markets, pawn shops, how, how recent, antique stores, even comic books. Right? How how recent is recent? Um, the the one that pops to mind first. Oh, okay. I'll go first because I had said it earlier on the show. Chew. Yeah. Huh? I saw it on the shelf. Chew or chum? Chew. Chew. Yeah. Chew. Uh, I saw it on the shelf. I picked it up. I flipped through it as like I think it was just the 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 cover that caught me the guy sitting at a table he had a head on a plate Knife sticking you know out. And, and 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 on the body there was like body parts and i was like what the hell you know what the heck is this all about you know so i was like i i stood there and i flipped through it and i think within like the first three pages of reading it i was like all right i'm gonna get it the 
his and intros were awesome in that title. Yeah, it 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 was different. Yeah, and the story was was um uh you know I said this before this the story made me want to read some more. Yeah. You know, I was like, and and especially when when he would go through the story and um oh uh, by the way it, it's uh. Uh, who is it's it? John uh, Layman and, and Rob Guillory. Rob Guillory. Gil- oh, I botched that name. Uh, Sorry. I probably watched it. Um, you know, it's like they, they would go through the story and then then they would pause a second and they give you like a little back caption on the character. The, you the, know, the one like, page recap of who this person yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. And so I, good. I, it was it was it was sort of like a step back. So it kind of was like I read it and I was like, what are they doing? And it's like, and then by the second issue, I was like. Okay, it's like this is this is a really cool concept. Where did you find this? Where did you wind up picking this up? Uh, it was it was on the shelf in in my comic store. I was just going through it, and I okay. was just randomly. And is going this book through like it. worth money, or is it a significant issue for any reason? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, uh, I don't know what the. It's worth, it's worth some money. Yeah, it's yeah. been worth some money for, for a while. while. Yeah. They were gonna do a TV series yep. at one point. Yeah, I think they're, they're still doing an animated one. Yeah. I still think uh-huh. they're doing an animated one. I don't know if it's happening or not. I think it would be cool. David but, Tennant um, was attached at one point. Yeah, it's um, you know, just a short little background on it. Um, it it's basically uh, it's 60, 60 issues, so it's over, uh, and it started in uh, June of two thousand nine. So, um, years ago, man. Wow. It's, it's just basically an entire story. It follows this, um, Tony Chu, who's a detective, police detective, who's what they call a, a sebopath. <laughs> Thanks for the ding. So, um, yeah, basically he eats stuff and he can like, Lur- like gets like, learn like the last moments it. of that particular thing's yeah. life. You know, somebody's dead, he'll eat a piece of a finger, okay. and he can see who kills him and stuff like that. But the funny thing is, is like he works for the FDA, which is like the most powerful organization, organization in America, which is really weird. So, and uh, it, there's so many different characters and so many different people with different abilities. And, it, and the best thing is, they broke it up into like, Four and five issues. They broke it into chapters, so right. it's like reading a novel. Right. All right. And we're, we're gonna have to cut you off. <laughs> we'll go All into right. more of that book on another segment. Excuse J- me, J- JJ. You uh, you you have a found in the wild? Not 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 really. I mean, most of my stuff either is from comic book shops or like you know, I started buying bigger books from like heritage auctions. So nothing that you pulled out. Oh, you like to overpay for books, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Shots fired! Damn. Uh, uh, nothing really significant. Okay. I know you got a couple king sharks out of uh, boxes before, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. but those are ten dollars books. They're not yeah. that big of a deal. How many you got now? Uh, I don't know. Eight or nine issues. Quite a few of them. <laughs> what, what about you, Bojo? Uh, I haven't. I haven't bought anything out in the wild recently. My best pickup of all time, though, I was at a, a, a was it a pawn shop in Delaware. I was on vacation. I was at uh, Dogfish Head Brewing. Uh, brewery and um there was like a little flea flea market in town and i was able to snag a x-men 4 and almost a complete run of alias for like far less than it was far less than it was worth in a pawn shop in a pawn shop wow and i was able to talk the price down because there was a piece of tape on the cover of the x-men 4 
I was a real. I was. I, I got them to talk the price down on a. I was a real jerk. I was a real <laughs> jerk that day. But uh, listen, it, you know, you know. So, sometimes you gotta do. What you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, no, no, first, for, first for those Wanda that don't know, Scarlet. Yeah. So X Men uh, Four is yeah. first Brotherhood. So it's the first yeah. Wanda. It's the first Scarlet Witch. And I picked this up when Age of Ultron had been announced and wow. wasn't out yet. So yeah, wow. this isn't recent. This is a little bit older. But uh, that was, that's my all-time best, you know, found in the wild. I, I used to do flea market dives. I used to go to, uh, to other pawn shops, antique stores. Sometimes you get lucky. A lot of times you strike out. Uh, I have a, a quick fun one. So um, there's a guy uh, who does um, a little, like, outside, like a little kind of flea market. He used to run a, a shop called Island Collectibles in Oceanside. Nice. Good guy. Uh, we're, we're pretty friendly with him. But, uh, you know, he does these flea markets in the summer. I believe this was either July of August or August of this year. And I'm flipping through a book, and I see this, like, Samurai Santa cover. I was like, this oh. is cool. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. I was like, I don't know what it is, but, like, this is really cool. Oh. So I take it out, and I look it up. And Samurai Santa came out in 1986, published by Solson Publications, it is the first um, Jim Lee published work. He was the inker on the story. And um, I mean, like, I don't honestly remember what I paid for it. Probably not very much. But I mean, in the condition I have it, it's probably like a $50 book. So it was a, it was a cool pickup. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool I love. I didn't even, and it was the cover that attracted me to it. I didn't really this know was anything. Recently, this past summer. Yeah, this past summer, wow. and it wasn't. Um, you know, again, I haven't even read. Like, I flipped through it. And I think it might have even been black and white. I, don't even I think it was. Black <laughs> and white. It is black and white. But um, yeah, it was just. It was cool. It was the, the color was. Uh, the cover was obviously in color. Oh, um, garish. But it was red like some sound, Yeah, like garish. Yeah, it red was. And a, green. It was. A, it was a fun pickup. It, it's fun to do that. And then, you know, our, one of our. I was actually there with uh, two former guests. Our buddy uh, Mike Caro and uh, Tom Polari. Uh and yeah it was just fun they, you hey know guys. they they they, they, uh, they forced me to keep digging Mike Caro at the very least like <laughs> all right come on next box next box I was like all right I was so was, was it a series or was it just a one thing I have no idea I just got the one book they it's only a had one, one. Issue. It's a yeah, one issue. It's a one shot. And there shot. was multiples in there Samurai too Santa. but like I got like the the nice one that was there. Yeah. <laughs> Dude that's yeah, so cool. damn funny. Yeah it was cool. But uh, nice. yeah, that was uh, that was my found in the wild. At least recently, uh, there's there's been a couple others that I'll save for another segment. Oh, that, uh, nice. That might might not be so much in the wild, and maybe people who are sitting in this group may have uh, given me good deals on. We'll talk about in the future. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I yeah. feel like this has something to do with a guy named De- De- Deathpool. Yes, something like that. Deadstroke. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so that I think that's it for the for the segment, segment. here. Yeah. That was fun. I, I'd like to do that again. I think uh, you guys need to start digging. <laughs> Dude, so we have back, some more back issue stories. diving is the most fun. Yeah, 100%. It's the thrill of the hunt. It is the thrill of the hunt. Yep. <laughs> All right, so before we officially sign off, a couple announcements. Um, if you guys did watch our uh, live stream on Wednesday, uh, we talked about Huracan. Hopefully you guys could have all got there. They're a completely, um, you know, um, char- charitable event in East Meadow. Uh, also, um, I'm sure JJ or some of the other guys who were attending uh, WinterCon was um, Friday to Sunday this past weekend. And also, I think Toy Story, I'm not sure if he's going to be back by then, uh, maybe checking out the Zaps annual comic sale uh, out in New Jersey. So he may be sharing some stuff from there. 
But other than that, uh, you guys have any other announcements? No. I'd like to go to sleep. I'll announce that. All right. There you go. All right, guys. Well, we uh, we appreciate you listening. You know, hit us up on all the social media stuff as usual. Uh, We will be posting up some uh, interesting stuff about our first issues and stuff like that. So stay tuned for that. And as usual, remember... Don't be the geeks!